Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to Inspirational Monday. That's right, guys. This is the last time I'm going to mention it. But for Monday, Tuesday, and Friday, the format that I was going to do with these other coaches on another platform, on another podcast that had completely fallen through. So I am no longer doing that. And now I'm just going to take, of course, a few of those ideas and just put them on over here. And just, and, and, you know, make it as a as a way that I could just look back on the past and see what I've become. And this is all in grace to Facebook memories. Now, I can give a damn about the platform. I can give a damn about the platform CEO. But the memories, it sticks with me for a long time. You know, because can you imagine going back 2016 looking at your rhetoric, 2012 looking at your rhetoric? You can't remember but when you see yourself writing that at that specific moment, you can set the entire environment and feel how you were actually feeling at that time. You know, back in 2017 on this specific day, I was actually up in arms for, um, what is it, for on um, something about I was in shambles. I think it was June, is it June 12th, 2017. Of course, I'm doing this just a few days before because I'm on fire and it's fresh in my mind, but I wrote a blog about this going back into the whole Inspirational Monday. I just love looking back on this, and this is a great way to look back on what I've become. So, looking back at who I was. Guys, have you seen the photo? Have you checked out the photo? Have you checked out the blog? If you want to check out the writing, look at the writing. You know me, I, I speak a hell of a lot more. If I get into the whole writing phase, I'm in a cafe, I'm listening to lounge music, I could create my best work also. But this is far better because you got to hear the emotion behind it. In writing, you can't feel it. So, in saying that, I'm in this photo, again, June 12th. I'm guessing that everything was possibly still okay with the people who I had been working with uh, at that time. Um... Now, remember, this was in the south of Thailand. This is my second job. When I first went to Nakhon Si Tamarat, the name of the province, the name of the state, people were very open. People were very friendly. People were very willing. People wanted to say hello. I remember going to the shopping plaza the first time, and, you know, these three students just came up to me and said, hello, and I said, Sawadee Kap, and they were like, ooh, he speaks Thai. It was really funny. It was a great moment. But again, the thoughts and everything had come back, and this ended up being just as racist as the place that I left. My first job. But nonetheless, who I was back then, this teacher, her name is Teacher Pachari. I remember when I first went to this school, she was the one that talked to me so much. I thought she was single because she was kind of like hitting on me. I was like, girl, you better stop. I'm going to put it on you. When I put it on you, you can't go back. (laughs) But, you know, me and her, we ended up being like really close friends. She wanted me to teach her, her children and stuff like that. She was great people. I think at that time she was probably like 35 years old. And it's funny because I think I had unblocked her because I saw her back on Facebook again. I'm like, oh my God, she still looks the same. Her daughter's all grown up from obviously what, six years ago. It's just amazing to see that. Um, so all the best to her in general, but she was the one that was congruent. And this is why you could separate two-faced it motherfuckers from single-faced it. Single-faced it, that means you are congruent. What you think is what you say. What you say is how you act. Pachari, she never ended up building that barrier against me as the other women did. Now, remember, I did not know that much Thai back then. So who knows what the fuck they were saying in that teacher's room at the time. But being in a teacher's room with Thai teachers is the worst thing that could happen because then they're going to... 
They're going to be against you in so many different ways. Again, I'm going to be talking about transformations and inspirations for a very long time. And I won't get into that whole 2015 system, the last school that I worked in uh, before I quit February 6th of 2015. Uh, But she was legit. She was always there. And I'm like, hey, Pachari, like during right around this time, I was like, how come you don't go to the teacher's room anymore? She's like, I'm bored of those women, man. She didn't say it like that, but she was like, their main topic is gossip. That's all they do is talk about other people. This is what we would call a manupa. A manupa is a grumpy, old, complaining-ass bitch. Now, I don't remember seeing these types of people in America. You could hear them because they say, get out of my way. They say something very rudely. And you say, bitch, who the fuck? Don't talk to me like that. I don't give a fuck how old you are. I don't give a fuck what your label is. Stay the fuck away from me if you're not going to be right. If you're not going to be cool, if you're not going to be congruent, if you're not going to be a, a respectable person and a person who gives respect, get the, just stay the fuck away from me. That's what happened with Pachari. So she worked out of the other office. So by the time what happened, to, to, to just sum this all up, was at the very, very beginning, everyone was nice. But at the very end, you see who they become. In one year's time, guys... In June 15th, I ended up quitting in September. That was only nine months later. You could imagine, like, during that time, that was a teaching ceremony, okay? The students were giving me things, and, you know, and I still remember that we were still closely knit, you know, in this particular teacher's room with the Manupa. But over the next three months, it just got turned right upside down. All the teachers who used to speak to me around the school never spoke to me again. And so, honestly, can you imagine being underappreciated? Can you imagine trying to figure out new lessons to better the students, but they keep saying, no, just teach from this book. And I'm like, guys, this book is Thai and English. This is garbage. My students, I hate it. Man, I still remember that last month and how I felt. And just thinking about those feelings and reliving that. It's a good thing, but it's in a way of saying, God damn, I'm grateful for the position I'm in now because I don't work with those types of people anymore. So I'm just sitting there and I'm like, oh, my God, man. Wow, I can't believe I was able to overcome that. Seriously. Because looking back at that. I used to take probably a 25 minute bike ride all the way to my school. If I didn't have a motorbike that day, I would literally walk 45 minutes to go buy something to eat at a place. Oh, I forgot what the name was, but it was far. Let's just say it was far. I would walk all the way out there. To be honest with you, I would walk home sometimes, but my students would pick me up on a motorbike and they'd just take me out to the main road or something like that. I would try taking, you know, a transportation the other way because I hated dealing with different women. So if there was at any given moment, I wasn't able to use my motorbike. I would be fucked. There was, there was a time that I was going to walk home 20 fucking kilometers. That would have taken like five hours one night because nobody wanted to pick me up. I remember during a rainstorm, my bike had broken down. I know that there were a number of teachers who passed right by me because they all live in town. And they saw me. Broken down bike and a, a torrential storm. I had to take a fucking open carriage all the way back home. This is when you see the, the you don't see the you don't see the bad you don't see the ugly you see the degenerative, that's how bad it got, and so 
I still remember, you know, instead of being in the teacher's room, I would go to the library because it had air, so I would see my students often. I would work out of there. I remember when I had to grade all the tests and do all the attendance records, I would sit in there. I remember with the different speaking tests that I would give, I would tell them, come to me at the library. Don't go to the teacher's room. Don't go to the classroom. I don't go around there anymore. It's too hot, and I don't like any of them. Oh, man. Guys, I'm telling you. Terrible. I'm going to go through some more things. I don't even want to talk about, you know, the other jobs that I've had. But terrible at the time. I love reliving the feelings because looking where I am now, my God, jeez. And I know right now a lot of you are at that job right now that you fucking hate going to. When is enough going to be enough? Going back to Pacheri with the photo. Here I am. I remember the day of. I'm like, okay, I'm going to ship these luggage I'm going to ship it out. Okay, the, the lady, Ladapon, who's still friends with me on Facebook, she's like, okay, this, uh, I think Thai Post are going to come pick up your luggage. Boom, they came here. I took photos. I took photos of my luggage. Okay, they're going to mail it to your friend in Saimai, which is like right behind uh, Don Mung, one of the international airports here. They were like, okay, you're going to mail it there. You can pick it up at some time, okay? I'm like, okay, sounds good. And I remember that last day, I was just... Trying to fit, you, you know, finish everything. I'm over here worried. I'm like, damn, I need to get my salary. How am I going to get my salary? Is she going to come back to pick me up? Because there was only one out of the 10 people that were in that office. was She was the only nice one. The only nice one. I remember she would follow me on Instagram probably up till 16 or 17. Um, very nice, beautiful daughter or beautiful daughters. Very, very intelligent. Um, and... Crazy because they all used to be very nice. But then when I got in a big argument with Yubing, who was the one that had originally hired me, oh, everything just flipped. Everyone, no one wanted to talk to me. No one looked at me. Everyone walked away. Can you fucking imagine that? Going to the morning ceremony and you driving all the way and people just looking at you in disgust? That's that type of group thing, guys. Guys, don't put up with that shit. I don't give a fuck where you are. Like, if I ever had a problem with that at one of the language centers here, but man, fuck you guys. Get out my face. It's kind of like what was happening with the last one I had told you about, the Mind English, right? The little language center that works out of an office, them underappreciating me and undervaluing me, them not following up with, like, three of the projects that I had this year and just literally giving my work to someone else. Fuck you guys. Just stay the fuck away from me then. You guys know what you're worth. When I got that money... And I remember she called and she was like, hey, I'm talking to Yupin right now. Her English was terribly terrible, right? She's like, oh, talk to Yupin. Yupin said, wait. And then they were talking just a little bit. And I'm like, I don't want to go down there because she has to give me my last salary. That's all there is to it. Or there's one dean there that said, Arsenio, if you have a problem, you come to me about your salary. I could have went straight to him. I didn't want to waste my time, but I could have done that. And so luckily, no, that wasn't the situation. And what ended up happening was, um, you know, she's like, okay, no problem. I was like, yeah, she knows because if I go down there, I'm going to raise hell. Give me my goddamn money and that's the end of it. And so she picked me up finally at 12 p.m. And I'm like, oh, my God, thank you so much. I go to the bank. I'm over here waiting for the bank. She's like, okay, here your money. Count your money. I'm like, oh, good. I was like, okay, can you drop me off at the the, uh, the 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 bus station so I could take like this little van 
to another place called Hot Yai three hours out before going to the southern border the next morning at about 12 p.m. or 10 a.m. I can't remember. Um, and I remember I got to the border that next day. I remember the next day, but it's weird because I remember the next day it was extremely sunny. But I remember at one t- at one point when Pachari, the lady that you see in the photo, she called me right when I got to Sadao. She's like, Arsenia, oh, you forgot to get uh and I'm like, forgot what? I'm like, I got my money. And so I'm just smiling like bitch no. And it's not so much about her. She doesn't understand the entire situation. She tries to see it from both sides. The only teacher at that fucking school to do so. But me, I'm just like, wow. You know, hey, could you come back and sign these documents? Uh, you have to submit them to teacher that I see. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll be back this upcoming Monday. I just have to get this visa. She doesn't know anything about that. She's like, okay, I'll see you Monday. Right when I crossed that border, I threw that SIM card away. I was like, you have no contact with me. I blocked everyone on this, that there was no way. Now, of course, there's no way that I can escape that because people would get in touch with me one way or another. That's why I don't burn bridges like I used to back then. But, you know, looking at that three-headed Manupa, right? The grumpy old bitches. Dude, they would create stories to get me fired. I remember Yupin who had originally hired me. She's like, hey, I heard that you made someone cry. I'm like, what? She's like, oh, yeah, you made someone's niece cry. I'm like, no, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, on Tuesday evening, I go there. There are three girls that I teach. I told one girl something. It wasn't bad at all, but she just, she cried like for two seconds until her sister says, stop crying. I didn't say anything. I said, what did they tell you? They said that I inadvertently tried making her cry. And I'm like, you do see what they're doing, right? And you being, although we did have a very, uh, just a complete fallout towards the end. She's like, yeah, yeah, I understand what's going on with those three. I was like, you, you see what's happening. I would have been a fool. I remember that the complacency almost set in. I'm going to top this off. The complacency set in. I said, man, I can't get a job outside. I've applied to 100, 150 jobs. They keep asking me, can you send me a picture? Can you send me a picture? Can you send me a picture? Are you black? Are you black? Are you black? Are you black? That was the shit that was happening in 2014 in this country. It was difficult, man. And I remember at one point, I'm like, dude, I'm just going to stay here. You see what I mean? That's complacency. Right now, you guys are saying to yourself, man, you know what? This job is terrible, but hey, it's a job. Okay, ex-pandemic, let's just say post-pandemic, which is already happening in many countries. If you're in Japan, if you're in Korea, if you're in a lot of these countries in Asia, post-pandemic is here, okay? America, will ne- America won't be post-pandemic until next year, all right? So just throw that shit out your head. A lot of European companies, uh, uh, countries are, are already in post-pandemic, right? Now, you guys, that complacency, that devilish voice is right on your shoulder. Say, hey, no, 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 everything's going to be good, man. Just stay here at this job. You got it all good. It's all good over here. Uh-uh. You know it ain't. You know it's not. You know it's not good. But that little, that little ugly-ass voice is telling you. And I remember I messaged her, Yupin. I was like, Yupin, hey, I decided to say, because I was like, stay, go, stay, go, stay, go. She's like, no. I was like, what? She's like, You're going to talk to them, the three bitches, right? And you're going to tell them why you want to stay. 
and she had an attitude for the first time ever in a whole year that I had known her. And I'm like, you know what? No. Hey, I'm out. We're done. And I walked away. Walked back to the library and I said, damn, Arsenio, that was bold. You no longer have a job. And so was I scared? Yeah. Was there a day like after, uh, what is it, that I was driving home and I had one hand on my chin and I had uh, my right arm, which was on the ignition of my motorbike, and I was just driving carelessly in the middle of the road, not giving a fuck if my life had ended there. Did I have that feeling? Yes. And I went to an internet cafe. I don't know why. I thought I had a laptop at that time, which is weird. But I went to an internet cafe... And I started watching Sinbad, and here I am laughing, laughing, laughing. Boom, I got two emails. One email was from a school in Pizzanilok, which is like central here, about five hours drive away. And the other one was the follow-up. He's like, hey, yeah, don't worry. I'm going to meet you at this time, at this time, da 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 I'm like, oh, I have a job. And so when she said at that border, going back to the border, hey, come back. Yeah, I'll be back. Crossed into Malaysia. I'm like, the fuck out of here. Next day, I flew into Bangkok, met one of my friends, stayed at a hotel, shot down into the heart, the Anusabari Chai Sawanapum. That's basically the main business area to catch all buses in and around Bangkok. And then next thing you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait for him. And he's like, hey, I'm here. I don't know if I got a message or email. I can't remember. But I walked outside, and he was sitting down. He waved. And I'm like, hey, Thai guy. Perfect English. Lived in the UK for five years. We talked it up. We took about a two-hour minivan ride, talking all kinds of things. Beautiful, beautiful time. And then we got off at this weird-ass area called Ang Tong. And that kicked off October 2014, one of the most difficult, or the most difficult and depressive month of my life. I didn't know about personal development. I didn't know about anything. I just kept a little snippet of hope in me. You guys already know the stories about doing the band, you, you know, the, the, the English camp and going to another English camp and getting that job. I, da, 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 I talked about that What is it, not too long ago. I think my birthday, I can't remember, but over the last few months. But that was a game of inches. He guaranteed me that job, but I felt it. I was like, nah, come on, Arsenio, you could get it. And everyone was like, where do you live? I'm telling, fuck me, that's far. What's out there? Nothing. And the motherfuckers I had to deal with in South and the Southeast, they're far worse in this area. I could see it in their eyes. And you know what's funny? They're not even educated. They're not anything. These are just technical colleges. No offense to the technical colleges out here in Thailand. But these people, they don't have much of a future. Let's just put it that way. But the eyes on some of these human beings, it wasn't good. I could tell. They, they suffered from the disease of racial hatred. And so through, through ba- you know, that bad English camp and two people from Liverpool saying, Arsenio, don't give up. Arsenio, you'll be able to get a job. Let me look at your email. Oh, my God. You don't know how to send an email. Let me figure out your resume. Let's clear this up. Let's do this. Let's do that. You're going to get a job. You're going to get a job. Just work through here. Get your ass out here. I remember I got turned away at a job interview. You guys already know that story. For those of you that don't, let's just say I remember I was at a job interview. Thai, Bangsu, which is basically the main – they just built the Bangsu Grand Station, the biggest station I believe in Asia if I'm not mistaken. Train station. 
in this area I went to a school, and I remember they said, okay, Filipino teacher, Filipino, black, go away. They did that to me. I took that taxi, and I gave them a tip. I gave them an exorbitant tip. You guys went, like a dollar. But you guys are like, damn, a dollar, that ain't shit. In Thailand, if you give a dollar tip, holy fuck. That guy was so elated and so happy. Why? Because I didn't care about living after that. I said, man, I have been reduced to ash. I remember I was trying to communicate with people and all these people. I was just shoving them away, shoving them away one by one, one by one, one by one. Because I was just so in my thoughts and I was just such a fucking victim. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I mean, I can't say that enough. But I remember I went to another job interview after that. And then I found this African guy. I was like, dude, if you get a job over me, I'll be happy because you're black. Got to another one. I remember this agency was like, Arsenio, don't worry. This specific school, we can't find any teachers. We just have two. They need three. But hey, listen, they, you're going to get this job 1,000%. You already got it. Because I was the last resort. There was no other teachers out there that they would accept. But I got in. One of the worst schools. I won't talk about that just yet. But after that, did an English camp. Came back from the English camp. Got a job. That job I stayed at for three years. Oh, it was a lot. It was a lot of overcoming. A lot of bullshit I had to overcome. As you guys heard in the uh, Self-Image Friday. It was from that job. But boy, in this Inspirational Monday, executing the plan. I didn't have a plan back then. But I had to... I knew that there was no going back. I didn't have a net. I had no net. When times got tough, I didn't say, hey, mom, can you buy me a plane ticket? I'm coming back home. Do you have a room? Hey, yeah, no problem. I ain't got a mom like that. My mom doesn't give a fuck. My family hates me. Which is all, hey, it's perfectly fine. Oh, but what did you do? No, it's not what did I do. I went after my dreams. They don't want to go after their dreams. And then I ended up being the selfish one for not giving them my money. I am not an ATM. You You are more than capable of doing this. You're in the land of the free. You guys get it? So throughout this entire process, what I learned was through the darkest times, finest hours were born. That's my banner. And still to this day, four years on, that's my banner on my YouTube. Something about the darkest days, finest hours. And those were the darkest days of my life. I didn't have a support group. I didn't have personal development. I didn't have coaches or mentors. I didn't have anyone to talk to. There weren't any voice messages on Facebook so I could message one of my friends. There was nothing. Nothing at that time. But I said, someone, somewhere will give me a job. Funny how I said that. Then the first time, what, a year later, I ended up meeting the likes of Les Brown. Met him through a game of inches because I found Lisa Nichols' only video on YouTube at that time back in probably about March or April of 2015, which made me cry. She was on the Steve Harvey show. And here she is talking about, you know, what she had to do to overcome, you know, uh, overcome herself and everything. She's like, yeah, this is my mentor, Les Brown. And I'm like, who's Les Brown? Let me look him up. And again, Les Brown didn't have that many motivational videos on YouTube back in early 2015, as he does today. But then, of course, the realm of technology over the last decade, you can find anything anywhere. And he said in one of his videos, someone somewhere will give me a job. I had to battle a lot of inner demons, people. And that's my true inspiration. You know who's the most inspirational person to me? Me. Me. 
my mom, what she did, caring for us and everything, hey, fantastic. Government did a great job with that, with the welfare and everything. Um, she did fantastic. She could have just completely neglected us and left us out in the street, and I could end up being dr- she did it. She did the job that she would do because my mom has a beautiful heart. But the inspiration, like what I had to go through here and what I'm still going through today, no, not in terms of racism or anything, but I'm talking about the, hey, pandemic. No family gives a fuck, right? I mean, you know, jobs. You see who's your, your true friends and people who really look out for you. See what I mean, people? I'm telling you, man. Those students at that college, I think a lot of them went on to graduate. I think one of them I found, uh, she went on to graduate. She had like one of my photos six years ago. Of course, they're going to unfriend me. Um, but she's still with the same guy, and I think she graduated from college. Grateful for her. Uh, some people had children at the age of 15, 16. Jesus Christ. Um, and I know one still follows me on Instagram. Her name is Natsiri. And she's the only one out of a college of 1,000 students that cared about learning English. She's the only one. She's like, teacher, I really like English. Her boyfriend, wonderful guy. I used to teach him. He was the best in the class. And that entire class was actually really good too. I'm just, those are great times. Yeah, I dealt with some really big, big, crazy fuck-ups. I think it was like, uh, oh my god, there were different, there were different classes. There was like electricity, uh, electricity class, electrical power, this, that. It's a technical college, right? But there were specific, like a con- the construction, they were actually the best students. But I think it was heavy machinery or something like that. Th- those were fucking deranged animals. And I hope that they're doing well right now. But throughout that time, I'm grateful for Pachari. I'm grateful for everything. I'm grateful that I found that inspiration within me with no one else there. It's funny. It's funny, right? Andre, he was there just a little bit. He's been saying, he said one stupid ass comment. I might not speak to him for the rest of the fucking year. But he was there at one point where I felt like nothing. So I'm grateful for him. Now, Elisa, who I called a friend and who I went out to see in 2017, she's never there during the tough times. That's why I do not give a fuck about her. A lot of people will say, no, but you should. No, she's never been there from 2007 to 2020. When the pandemic happened up until last year and me not having this and, you know, dealing with all this stress. She's never been there for me during those tough times ever. She doesn't give a fuck. She's a nurse, got a lot of money, but I guess money it's not even about her being a nurse. It's just. She she lacks a lot of empathy. So, can you imagine? 2014, I didn't have a podcast, didn't have a YouTube, couldn't talk about any of these things, didn't know what personal development was, didn't know what mentorship was, didn't know what coaches were, didn't know what any of this was. But I was able to say, I'm going to get through this. Arsenio is Arsenio's greatest inspiration. Because for me to overcome that, truly unstoppable. That's why anything that comes in my life now, I'm like, the fuck out of here. And that's what you have to be. You have to be a person that with failure is feedback. And at the same time, you're just going to keep steamrolling ahead. These adversities and these, uh, these tough times, they're going to continue flowing and there's no stopping it. Pain is forever. Like you're going to experience pain 
relationships, work relationships, working out, it doesn't matter where. You'll always experience it, but it's how you grow from it. So guys, Inspirational Monday, I hope you enjoyed that one. I'm your host as always, over and out.